Welcome to The Manly Catholic. In this podcast, we will inspire, challenge, and equip all men to become the men they were created to be. Join us as we journey together to become the best versions of ourselves and strive to change our communities one man at a time. Hello again, everyone. It's me, James. I just wanted to say thank you again for listening. And as we finished our last episode in part one on our two-part series on fatherhood, we were discussing prayer and how important it is to pray with your family, especially with your wife, for those of you who are married out there. Join us this week now as we finish part two on fatherhood and also wrap up Bishop Olmsted's Into the Breach. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you enjoy. But no, uh, taking a bit of a step back, but especially fathers who have sons, how you treat your wife, their mother, will teach them how to treat women in general. So if you, Catholic men, also contribute far too regularly to the same scandal that devastates the heart of a child and makes too many men in our culture live as if they were widows, if that is your example of how you treat your your spouse, I mean, what kind of example are you setting for your your future your future man that you're raising who's potentially going to have a wife, um, who's going to be date, most likely? It's, yeah. The, the father has to teach his son how to treat a woman. And the boy is going to look to the father to see how he treats his wife because that's how he's going to treat his future wife. Exactly. And what and in, and if you look at the daughter as well, you know, you talk about son and father, very important. But I, I'm I'm reading this book. It's called Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters: Ten Secrets Every Father Should Know by by Doctor Meg Meeker. Strong fathers, strong daughters, and I'm blown away by this book and how much daughters need their fathers. That's why. JP2 is saying that fatherhood changes the world because fatherhood has that enormous impact on boys and girls, on their sons and their daughters in a formative sense from when they're born until we hit the grave, right? Until we hit the grave. They're always going to be looking to us. I'm looking to my I'm still looking to my father and to my mother. How, how are how are they navigating their relationship with God as grandma and grandpa now? Um, mm. Right, keeping the fourth commandment as well. Right, honor your mother and father. How am I doing that as well? It's like you know, growing up, my mom and dad are always rules, 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 and I, I can't wait till I'm out of the house. I'm going to make my own rules. I'm going to prove you all wrong. You don't know what you're talking about old people. You know, this is this is this is the 1990s when I was growing up. Right, this is. And now I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, how do I be more like them? And they're my friends now. You know, they're my best friends. Isn't that funny how it, how it works? The tides turn. How it works. You know, I just want to, I just want to say one more thing. Um, I think we've thrown a couple punches, right? But we've, we've also healed. <laughs> right? But here it comes. <laughs> but you, you, you talked about this earlier, I think before we started recording, and um, I don't know if this is going to be a, a shirt quote or not, but it's from our, our current Pope. And uh, Bishop Olmsted says this before he quotes Pope Francis on fatherhood. 
Bishop Olmsted says, what does it mean to be a father? In reflection of fatherhood, Pope Francis explains, and this is Pope Francis' quote about fatherhood, when a man does not have this desire for fatherhood, something is missing in this man. Something is wrong. All of us, to exist, to become complete, in order to be mature, we need to feel the joy of fatherhood, even those of us who are celibate. Fatherhood is giving life to others, giving life, giving life. This is why fatherhood, living out one's vocation to fatherhood, whether that is fatherhood bound up in physical marriage or spiritual marriage in the priesthood or religious life, is absolutely essential for a man to live out the fullness of his meaning in life. We speak of the church fathers, the desert fathers, our Pope as Holy Father, and for good reason, our priests as Father and God as our Father. Punch in the gut. <laughs> Chew on that. <laughs> so I have a personal story that I was sharing with Father Don before we started this. So <clears throat> before... Betsy and me had our wonderful little boy. Uh, and even before marriage, we were obviously talking about, you know, children. And I I told my wife, like, you know, I could kind of, I could go either way, you know, meaning that, you know, if it'd be, it'd be nice to have children, but I'm not like super drawn to being a dad. I don't have like this really strong desire to be a dad. And, you know, so we got married and we, we both agreed like, okay, well, we've been married for like a year and get out on our own, things like that. And, uh, but my wife always had this, I would say strong, but it's probably more than strong, this yearning, I guess would be more appropriate desire to be a mother. And I was praying one day and I thought to myself, who am I who am her husband to deny this mm. yearning? Wow. And it I mean it, it was a it was a wake up moment for me. And so we were doing natural family plan at that point. And so what's side note about natural family plan, what's great about that process is that every month you have that conversation. You're communicating. You're communicating. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. Absolutely. And so then, you know, we, we, we ended up having the conversation. Yes, let's, let's, let's try to have children. So, so NFP, natural family planning, maybe you should put a link at the bottom for those interested. Yeah. What is this? Because yeah, absolutely. It's, it's amazing. And it's much easier than you might think it is, but. Sorry, I just wanted to. No, that's, no, I, I will. I will definitely do that. So, so we decided to have, um, start trying, I should say. And then um, when we found out, when Betsy found out, uh, she was pregnant, and she told me it was honestly like a switch was flipped inside of me, and my heart yearned for this child. And n- nothing beats being a dad. I mean, it is Amen. honestly the greatest joy that you could ever experience, in my opinion. It will challenge you, obviously, and... <laughs> countless ways but the joy and the growth that you will experience will far outweigh any challenges that you have and 
if nothing else, if having a child just gives you an appreciation of the pure joy that they see the world and the innocence that they have. It's so refreshing to watch my boy and he's so fascinated by like a pen and paper <laughs> and drawing circles and he could do that for for forever. It reminds us of the simple things in life that the simple should things, amaze us. Yes, exactly. And we're, we're too grown up to have yeah. to appreciate that anymore, right? right? <laughs> but but no, it so for for you men out there who maybe are on the fence or aren't sure I mean I'm I'm really going to challenge you to to ask yourself why you are experiencing doubt or what are your excuses. I mean, I've talked to so many guys where it's like, well, I want to get to this stage of my career or, well, it's just not the right time for us or, well, I'm not mature enough. I mean, they, the list goes on and on and it's all, it's all BS. Like, I'm just going to tell you guys yeah. right now, it's all BS. And because I, I didn't think I was ready. You're never going to be ready to be a dad. And you're not doing it alone because you have your wife. Exactly. And you have all the, you have all the saints in heaven that can help you who are dads too. You got your baptism. You got your Holy Spirit. (laughs) Got it all. But no, seriously, I, I guess I'm taking another challenge today. But, um, for all you men out there who, who aren't dads yet, or maybe you're thinking about having more children and you're not sure, just really ask yourself what, what is, what is it that's holding you back? And obviously there are going to be legitimate reasons why you can't be a dad. And I totally understand and respect that. But for those who are making excuses, you really need to ask yourself, why are you making those excuses? It, it, yes. It, excuses. And also I think, I think fear that I'm not good enough that I can't love enough. Um, that I can't sacrifice enough. Mm. Again, those are all lies too. Yeah. And that's why marriage is called a vocation. That's why marriage is a sacrament. Because when you're married, there's three people that get married. You, your spouse, and then you both marry God. And God's always in the middle. Always in the middle of marriage. Marriage won't work if God is not, not in the middle. middle. No, exactly. <laughs> if you want to get to your wife, you got to go through God. If yeah. you want to speak to your wife, you got to go through God because your wife is owned by God because your wife is a beloved daughter of God. And if you marry her, you better treat her as such. Right. Right. But there's that powerful unity of that Trinitarian type reality of marriage. And and there's, there's power there because you're not doing it alone. So don't let the fear as well, you know, paralyze you to not, to not move. You have nothing to be afraid of. Trust me, man out there, I I did not think I was... Equi- I thought I was going to be a terrible dad. And we'll have to ask Betsy if I'm a good dad. <laughs> yeah, maybe we have a separate podcast. <laughs> we have to- a separate podcast for that. We'll have to bring <laughs> Betsy on. But it, it, it will change your life. And, and you know, I talked about in a couple episodes ago how confession changed my life. But being a dad has been such an unexpected joy and... um. I would just highly encourage you to to kind of just ask yourself, you know, if you are questioning that, why are you questioning that? And and bring that to God. And again, God isn't afraid of your doubts. He's not afraid of your fears. He's not afraid of your excuses. He'll just tell you you're wrong. You can be a dad. So that's my challenge for you yeah. guys. I, I like how you how you talked about that. I like how you ended that. Um I just want to continue on with with the exhortation real quick based off of 
you know, what you said about this earthly fatherhood. And after that, I just want to talk briefly about, you know, the spiritual fatherhood as well, because we're both fathers here, you know. Bishop Olmsted continues, to fully live, all men must be fathers and live out their fatherhood. We cannot become like God, my sons and brothers, without this understanding and this movement of the heart followed by decisive action. If you do not embrace the spousal and fatherly vocation God has planned for you, you will be stuck in the impotence of the seed that refuses to die and refuses to give life. Don't settle for this half-life. The question for every man is not, am I called to be a father? But rather, what kind of father am I called to be? You just talked about being an earthly father. There's other ways of being a father as well, too. I've seen, I've seen grandfathers who are widowed still be fathers. Mm. Um, I've had uncles who are a type of father to me. I've, I've had people who never got married or had become a priest but embraced a celibate life as a vocation, and they remained a father as well, too. They entered into that fatherhood by continuously giving themselves to other people. You talked about earthly fatherhood and how you were you know, reluctant to, to enter into that fatherhood. There was something wrong with me. There was something according, <laughs> according to, to Pope, 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 Pope <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, it, it, and I can relate to that too. You know, becoming a priest scared, absolutely scared. Am I going to be a good priest? Am I going to be a good father? Right. Am You're I going to be good? Am I going <laughs> to just, just pretty good? <laughs> Am I going to be one who can sacrifice? Am I going to be one who's going to love the priesthood? Am I going to be the one who's going to embrace celibacy and use that as a source of strength instead of something that's constriction? Am I going to be a successful pastor? Am I going to be a successful spiritual director? Am I going to be able to love like Jesus Christ loved? Am I going to be able to sacrifice like Jesus Christ sacrificed? As, as a priest, as a father. Having been ordained only 10 months, I can't do it. I can't. But I'm doing it because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Part of that sacrifice of being a father is giving yourself over to God and trusting in that and entering into it. Because the fatherhood is so important and fatherhood is so beautiful. Do you really think that God's just going to abandon you? Do you really think that God's going to ask you to do something that's going to make you miserable and it's going to be hell for the rest of your life when it comes to fatherhood. We just got done unpacking how essential fatherhood is to the existence of culture, to the existence of the world. That's a very substantial statement, and we unpack that. And if it's that important, you think God's just going to forget? Hmm. Oh, no. No, God is calling us to, to step up. God is calling to us to that greater standard of what it means to be a father. And after being here at the church that I was assigned at right after I was ordained for only a little while and then getting a call from the bishop, and now he's assigning me as administrator pastor of, of, a, of a very big, big parish north of here with a school and tons of families, it's like, wow, I didn't think I'd get pushed out of the helicopter so soon. <laughs> and so what aspect of fatherhood am I embracing right now? It's, it's trust. It's blind trust. And pushing through that that fear, like if if I'm going to be tested as a father, as a priest, it's it's going to be at this new assignment. In many ways, mm-hmm. baptism by fire. Mm-hmm. 
But you know what? God called me to be a priest. I know that for a fact. God called me to be a father. I've always wanted to be a father. Always wanted to be a father. And I'm living that out now in ways I can't even imagine. Every time I baptize a baby, it's, it's my child, my spiritual, my spiritual mm-hmm. child. I offer mass for that child on his, his or her baptismal date when the year comes around. And, and now that I'm going to this bigger parish, you know, as the administrator and as the pastor, I have to step out in faith like you did. <laughs> you have to step out in faith. You said, Betsy, when, when she was pregnant, something clicked. When I heard that I was going to OLC, the parish that I'm heading to up north, big parish, something clicked. And I, I can relate. There's the fatherhood connection of earthly father, very important, marriage, bedrock of society. If marriages fall, the earth, the earth will fall. World, you know, culture, society, the world, it'll, it'll just completely implode. And it seems like we're tiptoeing that edge right now. Mm. So marriage is very important. That's what he called it to. So when it clicked, you're like, all right, let's do it. Let's be a father. I'm ready to do this. Power of the Holy Spirit. Oh my when gosh, the bishop yeah. told me that I'm going up, going up north to the to the big parish, it's like, okay, this is it. This is what God called me to. He's not absent. He's here. He's going to help me. He's not going to ask me to do something that's going to make me miserable. He's here with me. I'm scared, but I'm going to do this. I'm excited. Something clicked, you know. So it's like, I'm I'm ready to be a father. Hmm. Let's do it. And um, I'm just going to have to lean into God, you know, even more in many ways. That's all we can do, isn't it? So what kind of father am I called to be? It's not, am I called to be a father? Yes, you're called to be a father. Everyone is. So what kind of father are you called to be? And I, and I like your challenge that you just laid out too. Father Dom has accepted the challenge. I've accepted it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, what you said was was profound though in that, it, it, in, in essence, it's it's recognizing that we can't do this by ourselves. I think that's the more I, I dive into this, the more I realize how helpless we really are on our own. We think we have it figured out. We turn away from God and then we fall flat on our face and said, Oh, that didn't work out so well. But it's, it's beautiful though. in that we, if we always give everything to God, to the Holy spirit, he will never, ever steer us in the wrong direction especially in this area especially in father especially in something as important as marriage as discerning the priesthood as discerning marriage i think i said that already discerning being a father or parent um or even choosing to be a parent like you talked about um even if it's not your biological son or daughter you just took down that challenge. I mean, we're all called to be a father, like you said. Like Bishop Alm says, what kind of a, what kind of father am I called to be? And for for every man out there, it's going to be one way or another. I mean, it's impossible not to be called. It's just, are you going to listen? In what way is God pursuing you to be a father? Yeah, Olmstead, he he ends this quite nicely, I think. Um, yeah, a little paragraph I'm going to read. The title of it is Hope in the Shadows of a Lost Fatherhood. And I think this is kind of a good conclusion to, to what we're talking about. Um, we're wounded. Uh, we have scars. And we have fears. And Olm, Bishop Olm said knows this. We know this. And when we when we... On this podcast, when we talk about masculinity, when we talk about fatherhood, you know, we're, we're challenging all of us 
here. You know, when we record these podcasts, I'm, I'm getting a lot out of it. And in, in a selfish way, I, I enjoy this because I'm being challenged by you. And this is, and this is what men do. But we're, we're challenging each other in the, in, in the good sense. You know, it's not challenging each other to see who can down a six-pack the fastest, right? Or who can hit a bong, you know, the, the longest. Right. You know, and it's, it, we're, we're challenging each other in something that's good. And, and that's very important to understand. And, and so when we talk like this, we're growing too, you know, you and me. And I hope that those who are listening, you know, can understand that even though we will never meet all of you who listen, but we're, we're trying to create a band of brothers too. We can't do this alone, like you said. No, can't, can't do this alone. And, and, and Satan's number one tactic is to divide and conquer. He does it all the time. It's his go-to move and we fall for it every single time, whether it's at a micro scale or a macro scale, whether it's just the father and his, and his family at the family unit, or it's, it's all men around the world with a false definition and implementation into the psyche of men that they're toxic, right? Mm-hmm. So Satan loves to divide and conquer. And so what I hope in this podcast that we're doing is in a small way, uniting men that to show that they have strength and we're all wounded as well too, and to work through these wounds. So Bishop Olmstead kind of talks about those in this, in this last paragraph. He says, I would, I would now like to say a special word of, to those of you, my sons, who have suffered the absence of your own father. There are many reasons why men abandon their responsibilities or even if they remain, stay distant. As a result of the lack of positive experience of fatherhood in their own lives, this wound in your heart may not yet have healed. Certainly fatherlessness is never God's plan. Do not give into discouragement, however, and do not lose hope. The church is always called to reveal God the Father. Allow Christ to show you the father who never abandons his children, but rather offers his only begotten son. If you have not already done so, allow Christ to guide you in order to see your father as he sees him. Jesus will not leave you without the grace necessary to forgive and heal your own father. And that's what I love about the church. And that's what I love about being a priest is that I can help with the healing process through the power of the Holy Spirit working through me as a priest, like confession. What a healing sacrament. And so I always tell a lot of my guys, you know, let's get in a state of grace, right? Let's pray. Let's get the confession. Let's get to the Eucharist. Let's start the healing process. Let's start discernment. Let's start direction. Let's start by getting in a state of grace. Come to the church. Let Jesus Christ feed you with the sacraments. And, and that's going to help in this process as well. Band of brothers, united under Christ and receiving the sacraments of, of the church as well too. Most especially confession and the Eucharist. Those two go hand in hand. Very powerful. Very powerful for healing. So. Amen. I have nothing to add. <laughs> that, was, that was powerful. Yeah, well Bishop Olmstead is, I hope this isn't something that just gets lost between the cracks. The Knights of Columbus have doing a really good job now and in the past of, of really promoting that promoting it and bringing it to the forefront because they know just as well too right that this is something that's important absolutely and again there'll be links in the show notes for you guys for uh the actual apostolic uh, exhortation by bishop Olmstead, uh knights of columbus video how to pray the rosary 
And uh, what was the other one I was going to do? Um, oh, an NFP. Yes, NFP. What that is and how to do it. Yeah, we could have a podcast on that in the future, just that in general. We can. Um, it is kind of weird talking about it from a man's perspective. I always like it when, you know, an MD woman, you know, a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> or when so, or, or when a couple speaks about it, a man well, and, and a woman, a husband and a wife. Yeah. And I know that... Um, Oh, what's her name? She 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 talks about NFP. Um, oh, Jacqueline. I, her her maiden name was Francois. I think it was Jackie Francois or, okay. or something. But she's she's married to a, a really cool guy, and and they get on they'll on YouTube. They'll talk about you know NFP. What well, needs to be talked about? I mean, my wife and I. I mean, we're trained as physical therapists, so like for us, it isn't weird at all. But <laughs> this is totally a side note. But I remember the NFP course we took the it was like a recorded uh it was like youtube videos but it was like the couple was like super awkward like they didn't want to mention like certain like scientific terms and it's like you don't have to make sex weird and like cervical mucus yeah or like even just saying like penis you know it's just like we don't have to be weird about it like we're adults I know, right like, i know we but can i'm laughing laughing because you're right it cervical mucus right like why is that weird and hard to say i don't know anyways that was a side note but for us a little, a, 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 yeah a, a little teaser for what's to come <laughs> tune our, in if you want to talk about cervical mucus <laughs> but on our next episode uh, we are going to be discussing saint joseph so make sure you guys tune in next week um, we're really excited to record this episode and we have a lot to talk about a lot to say about him saint joseph um but pray for us pray for us oh, wait indeed. no you weren't going that okay i was so used to that as a catholic when saint, the saint isn't mentioned see i wasn't i wasn't born and raised catholic so i'm ca- so every time a saint on. is named out named out i'm like pray for us <laughs> <laughs> all right man for uh james here and father dom as well we thank you for tuning in and we'll see you guys next time on another episode of the manly catholic thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of the manly catholic If you have not already done so, please hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. It will also help grow the show and reach as many men as possible. We truly think this podcast can change families and help men to change the world. Thank you again so much for tuning in and God bless you.